This episode is brought to you by Avast, global leaders in digital security for network operators. They can build a safer digital world for your customers and their families. Discover more at avast.com partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot com slash partners. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. Today's episode is a special sponsored podcast. This is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. And on this podcast, I'll be speaking with Sean Obrey, Global Head of Sales for the Partner Business Unit at Avast. Sean's been on the podcast before, he, uh, and Avast has been our sponsor uh, for the podcast for, for several months this year. Uh, we thank them for that. Uh, on this podcast, we're going to talk about how AI improves the ability for companies like Avast to provide network security at a, a much higher level than they've ever been able to do before. Um, we'll find out how Avast uses AI specifically, and we'll talk about the Avast Smart Life platform. Um, this is a new offer that the company's made available through its service provider partners. Um, it simplifies security, not just for the service provider, but especially for the consumer who is going to be uh, purchasing this through the service provider. So uh, you'll want to find out you know, how that's offered, what exactly it does, and why it pertains to uh, 5G networks and 5G services as those are starting to be uh, rolled out. Uh, all over the world, but you know, uh, ju just getting going here uh, in the United States. Uh, that is all coming up right after this break. Welcome to the podcast, Sean Obrey, Global Head of Sales for the Partner Business Unit at Avast. How are you, Sean? I'm doing well, Phil. Really, really excited about this discussion today and just coming on the heels of the Big 5G event last week. So I really appreciated that event and we had a great number of views at our booth. The virtual booth went real well. So appreciate you guys arranging that. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty big success across the board, and and for us, we were uh, um, excited to see so much participation and support. Um, given the fact that the you know the whole scope of the event changed, you know, with the pandemic going completely digital, um, but there seemed to be, uh, like you said, quite a lot of engagement across the board, and uh, people were still, um, you know, five G is still a massive. Uh, topic for this industry and and almost every operator is at a completely different spot you know in their 5g evolution um, we'll be there next year yeah oh great uh, well I, th yeah. I think that's a great great spot for us to kind of leap off into this discussion to talk about you know what changes within 5g networks and you talked a, a bit about this at the the big 5g event but one of the things uh, you know obviously are security challenges so um, so what are some of the uh, I guess, new and different security challenges that network operators will face when they go to, uh, when they fully embrace 5G networks. Yeah, so you got to think about it from how people used to connect to how they're connecting now and what that really means, and then also the proliferation of devices. So for a network operator's standpoint, they're not having the devices aggregated in, at a router anymore from the home all the devices, including the IoT devices, will be uh, connecting directly to their network uh, in the long run. And uh, the in-the-home 
the points will no longer really be Wi-Fi points. It'll be access point. The Wi-Fi signal will be there, but it'll be a 5G access point into the into the network. So they're going to have a you know basically the devices will become naked into the network. Um, so that changes the topology of how you're going to be able to uh, protect them. So also remember these are software-defined networks. They are no longer switches, bolts, <laughs> cables. So it's it's software. So it gives just so many more attack vectors for the the folks that are trying to create the malware, exploit the vulnerabilities. So the biggest challenge will be for these network operators and the consumer is that their IoT devices are going to be connecting right into the network, and there's not a point of aggregation where protection and can be um, aggregated for those devices. And at the same time, uh, you got to think that you cannot put software on most of these IoT devices to protect them. So you have devices connecting directly into 5G networks without an intermediary to offer the protection from them that they traditionally could or we can do with our smart life solution through the router. So the Avast as a company and network operators have to evolve on how they're going to be able to protect not only their software-defined networks now, but also all the devices that are connected to them, they are not able to have uh, any kind of protection embedded on the device. Yeah, because the, the, the IoT you know device itself, you got to keep the cost low on those devices, and most of them are so small. That's the that's the appeal exactly. of it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you can't you can't load those things up with huge software stacks, and then on the other point that you brought out, the demarcation is completely gone. Um, right. Because uh, the the topology of the network changes a little bit with five G. And uh, yeah, that does it does certainly create a, a thing. So w- one of the con- you know kind of um, strains of this conversation is is like okay, so what do network operators do? Um, you know, AI comes up time and again as this uh, uh, as one of the tools that operators are going to have to embrace um, to better uh, monitor and protect their network all the way around. Um, how does AI? help in the in the overall network security picture? So I think the key thing that AI uh, does for us is that it allows us to take the amount of information that we need to make a decision on uh, whether behavior is good or bad, or the location where the device is trying to connect to is permitted or not permitted, uh, is a known bad site or a known good site. And it allows us to make those decisions much faster. So we're doing a totally different kind of um, look up onto and sampling of the data than ever before so that we're able to determine and make decisions much faster. So that helps the benefit of 5G networks and the the promise of fast speeds, low latency. We can keep that promise with the network operator to perform the protection of all the devices, whether they're smart or IoT connecting to the network. The operators themselves need to rely on that AI also for themselves to get all the insights that they possibly can about all the data that's traveling around in these networks. And they need to partner with people that understand how to take that data and then protect customers, how to take that data and give them the insights on how their um, networks need to be protected against the threat actors. Yeah, it's a, it's, it is an interesting um <laughs> it's an interesting variable that they've introduced there because they go, uh, you know, you've got these massive amounts of connected devices and then you suddenly have, uh, you know, if you're using AI, it can certainly uh, can certainly give you 
lots of data about lots of mm -hmm. points in your network. But as you allude to, what are you doing with that data? How do you, how do you process yeah. it? How do you know what to look for? Um, it, it, and how do you use it to, in, in, let's say, enhance your customer's experience with you? And I think that security is a major part of that and everything else they can do to help that customer's experience with them and their network and, you know, make it their lives, you know, easier, fulfill all the use cases that they want to have. They want to have instant access everywhere. They want to have virtual reality streaming, Nets, you know, Netflix streaming, wherever they're at and whatever they're doing, and they want those devices to be protected seamlessly. Right, exactly. Um, so at Avast, how is uh, how is AI being used uh, right now, and, and, and how are you doing that, especially on behalf of your uh, network operator partners? Sure. So um, at Avast, we're the largest consumer cybersecurity company in the world in terms of the number of customers that we're protecting. So we have over 435 million um, end users that are using our solution on a, a daily um, basis. So that gives us a lot of data. So we need to analyze that data and be able to find the, the key triggers and protocols and snippets of information that help us determine what is good and bad for any individual device that we're protecting, any consumer that we're protecting who's using that device. So because we're using that AI like that, we're able to, for our endpoint security, we're also able to use it um, for a solution that we call Smart Life on the router that then when these devices IoT or smart are connecting to the router, we're able to use that same AI technology on the router with an agent that passes that snippets of information up to our cloud that we're able to make instantaneous decisions. Um, so whether that device is doing something good or bad, being attacked or not being attacked, should be allowed to do something, not allowed to do something. And that's where we can really improve the security and sense of trust that customers have connecting to an operator's network. So it's it's really, really interesting times. We're able to take that solution also and put it on the smart device when it leaves the home. So all the profiles, all the rules that the parent sets up for their kids or all the way that you wanna surf safely as you leave the home continues out of the home with that smart device. And that's one of the major things to look for when the operators are now looking at these solutions. You need something that covers the whole lifestyle of a customer who's connecting with them. And in the future, routers are gonna become access points. You need to be able to take that and evolve that solution into a software-defined network. We have as a network, a virtual network function on the edge. And we're able to, you know, because everything is gonna have some type of identifier like an eSIM or a SIM, we know who's got all the devices, what user account they belong to, no matter if they're an IoT device, a smart device, refrigerator, toaster, whatever it is, we can associate that to a user group for your family and protect all those devices as they connect. And I think that the operators need to really look for that vision in the future and not make this move from, you know, 4G LTE, you know, 4G plus all the way up to uh, 5G networks. It's such a hassle for the customer. It's all about right. ease for the customer. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point because it doesn't. That is one of the big hesitancies I would have as a consumer is you know now now you're giving me more chores to do. I've upgraded my access, my devices, and now you're telling me, okay, now you need to now you need to become a security expert as well. <laughs> yeah, and uninstall this, install that, you right. know, update this, go to this app store, download here. That's all gone. 
I'll tell you a, a, a you know, and I, I want to hear how a vast, how, how smart life differs from this approach. But one of the one of the home security ideas uh, I, I bought into at one point was a, it was DNS based, and I had to go around and change the DNS settings in every single damn device <laughs> you know, in the house. And so that, which, which sounds like, you know, they made it sound so easy when I, when yeah, I yeah. started it. And then I went around and started to do it. And it was like, well, first of all, every device had a different way of getting to it. Some you could change easily, some you couldn't. And then, no. and then I would change everything over. And then like, like you said, it, it, it may or may not be helping once the device left the house. Um, how, what's what? What is that? How does that approach um, that DNS sort of focus approach? Is that still a relevant way to protect the home? And maybe how, how do you evolve away from so that? DNS is kind of is is there? It's it's, it's the backbone of what um, you do when you're you know it's the domain name server. So when you try to go to a location, you're searching that domain's name, your other location server, and you're going after that. You can have your own domain name server, right? you know, in your home, like you just set up over a few days time or whatever. But the, the <laughs> challenge with yeah, the challenge with DNS is that it's becoming encrypted, and so that goes back to the AI. So everybody trying to make the internet safer for everybody has now started to encrypt the DNS. Uh, so have the threat actors. So half of phishing sites today are encrypted. So you need to have technology that understands DNS, uses it to resolve and um, understand where someone's trying to connect or who's trying to connect into you uh, and being able to protect on that level, but it's also when it's encrypted. And again, that's where AI becomes really important. So the substructure of DNS is not going to go away too quickly that, that I understand, but you need to be able to adapt to how it's being used in, inside the internet for protecting the customer, your customers as they surf and as they uh, venture out into the cyber world. Yeah. So it's not just a, a you know, uh, a kind of a, well, with, with encrypted DNS, I mean, that's an interesting, um, that, that's an interesting problem because it's like, you, you have to look at more of what that traffic is doing and what that device is trying to do on the network. You, and I you guess can't see it. That's right. the problem. All uh, right. So okay. you, you can't see it. So you have to, you have to understand exactly very quickly with a, a lot of uh, very finite uh, sets of um, attributes you're looking at when a, a session starts. It's We're getting very technical, but it's in the TLS handshake that's taking place between the servers. You're examining the certificate, et cetera, like that, and you do it very quickly, and you want to understand was the certificate bought yesterday with bitcoins, bitcoins in some faraway nation, or was it a <laughs> legitimate site and then you say okay most likely that's a good site or a bad site and, and you stop the access all right interesting yeah 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 the, the, this is all relevant though because it's like you know this is what the, the, I'm, you know i'm going through what consumers go through today it's like you either have to like you said download software on every single device or you have to go through one of these weird dms schemes where you have to go around and update settings and everything or you have you know? to mess with the router which <laughs> sometimes service providers won't give you full access to you know change all the various settings. So I think buying it through the operator for a consumer anyway, it, it's always sounded like the more attractive plan and hopefully the operators are taking it seriously and they have something to offer on that side of it. Well, let's put it this way. Statistically, we know and we we monitor Wi-Fi networks as part of our endpoint security product. 
uh, we scanned, let me check, I think it was, uh, it was at least, um, we did in the last month, we have done 157 million scans worldwide. Um, and we know that 24.5 million routers have never changed their password from the uh, from the from default admin. password. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we, we know that 24.5 have weak passwords and weak credentials. So we oh, wow. advise the customers to, to fix that right away. But that's the state that you were just talking about. Most people don't yeah. know how to get into their router and manage it. Okay. You did all that work on your DNS, but as soon as you took the smartphone out of the home, it wasn't protected anymore. <laughs> it was so, nothing, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it is is very difficult to set up a very good solution unless you're working with a partner like Avast who can make it very easy and very seamless for you. All right, I think that's where, uh, uh, so that's where we want to steer, uh, you know, uh, any uh, telco cable or, uh, or mobile network operator to uh, uh, check into that. Uh, 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 check out what Avast is doing, what they're what they're offering it, uh, and and at least start that. And for the sake of your consumers, please <laughs> start embracing the approach, or of, listen to your consumers because this yeah. is what they're asking for. Yeah, so it's maybe not we're an industry expert, and I'm trying to you know obviously we have a solution out there for operators to listen to their customers, hear what they need, hear what they want, and we have a solution for them. All right. That sounds great. Um, Sean, thanks so much for, uh, for the education and for, uh, and again, for being part of the, the big 5G event. Really enjoyed having you there and uh, have a great, uh, uh, great rest of your day. I appreciate that. Always a pleasure, Phil. Take care. That is it. That's our show. Thanks to Sean Obrey for his time and insights today. And thanks to Avast for sponsoring this podcast for all oh, these many months. We do appreciate it. Thanks to our producer, Tian Fu. And please remember that you can find the links in the show notes for each Light Reading podcast episode by visiting lightreading.com slash LRpod. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Avast for their sponsorship this week. Avast's award-winning security solutions make it easy for your customers to stay safe online, no matter how many devices they use. Learn more at avast.com partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot partners.